Welcome to Bringing Intimacy Back. Today's topic is going to be no time for intimacy. And that is something that I know many of couples and people just struggle with. They are so busy doing a variety of stuff with kids. Um, some of us are in the sandwich generation where we're not only taking care of our kids, but our parents. And we're like, oh my gosh. And if you're a two-working family or a two-parent family that's working, you're like, how do I have time mm -hmm. for intimacy? Mm -hmm. Well, today, I'm thankful that we have a guest here, Tally Boots, who's an expert in um, helping couples deal with that. So, Tally, please tell us um, your journey first of how you even got to working with couples and helping them yeah. with sexual problems. Yeah, of course. Um, so, I'm a therapist here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I have been working with couples now in private practice since 2013. Okay. Um, and I was, I've been a counselor since 2010. I always knew once I got into graduate school that sex therapy and couples work was something that I felt very passionate about. Okay. I was that kid that talked to all of her friends about, you know, menstruation and their periods and... Um, then working our way up into high school when everybody started to get a little sexual and I explored with women uh, what they liked sexually, if they were having orgasms, if you know they had pain during sex. I, I didn't know at the time um, that this could be anything. I just kind of thought I was very comfortable talking <laughs> about, about sex. Yes. Right. I had a great mom who was super open okay. um, and I wasn't ever afraid to talk about sex with her. Um, and growing up in Texas, where it's very conservative and abstinence is taught, a lot of the girls that I went to school with were very afraid to talk to their mothers about sex. So they would really? come to their girlfriends, right? right? right. Um, so I, I was that girlfriend. Fast forward to college, I took a sexual health course okay. taught by a sex therapist in Boulder, Colorado, and my mind was blown. Mm. All of a sudden, I thought, oh my gosh, this person is right. getting to talk to people about sex all the time right. and it's okay you know I'm not gonna get in trouble for it um, and so I knew right then that I needed to quickly graduate undergraduate and get to graduate school and get a license and become a sex therapist um, so then I worked with the American Board of Sexology and became okay. a sexologist um, and the rest is history I think I just keep learning all about sex therapy right definitely mm -hmm. good yeah good. yes and so as this show is called it's called bringing intimacy back mm -hmm. what does intimacy mean to you so I like to define intimacy much larger than just intercourse mm -hmm. in our society and we're not really taught about sex at, at all really. at all right yes but what we do know about sex we see on the movies right. or in porns right um, or maybe in novels mm -hmm. and that's just that's just <laughs> not the way the world works yes. right yes I was just watching a, a show the other day with my partner and we were noticing that every time they were intimate every time they had intercourse it was like Boom, intercourse. There was no, no warming no, up. You know, yeah, like no everybody was just play, ready. Yes, nothing. Yeah. Yes. I was like, this is not the way the world, <laughs> world works. works. So we aren't always turned on and yes. ready to go. Um, so because I believe that intimacy is so much more than just our anatomy and intercourse, 
it's important to open it up, right? Okay, right? Throughout our lives, we enter new stages, like we have children, and then those children grow up and go to college, and then we get older. And then as we get older, things stop performing as well. Mm-hmm. And if all of a sudden, when we're older, now we need to expand our definition of what intimacy looks like to not just be intercourse, it's going to be a really hard pill to swallow. Right. So I like to say it's sensual, it's sexuality, it's a lot of touch, it's a lot of validation. Mm -hmm. It might not be um, extremely sexual for one couple, and it might be very Very sexual sexual for for a different couple, right? But but understanding what you need in your intimate relationship Mm -hmm. is very important. Yeah, basically is that closeness and bond. Yeah. Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. that one-on-one connection. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, yes. Well, we're going to take a short break right now, and when we get back, we're going to talk more about finding resources when we do not have time for intimacy and learning how to um, get better at that. Feeling disconnected or alone? Trouble communicating or feeling understood? And do you want meaningful and purposeful relationships? And the desire to strengthen the bond in your relationships? Yes, then we have to intimately connect. The Bringing Intimacy Back show is a show dedicated to inspire, enlighten, and encourage intimate connections. The show provides an engaging atmosphere to discuss and demonstrate ways to enhance intimacy in one's personal relationships with significant others, families, friends, higher power, and oneself. The show will discuss intimate connections in many different forms, such as sex, communication, emotional, physical, health, and spiritual. Thus, if you want to discover ways to increase the intimacy in your relationship, check out the Bringing Intimacy Back show where intimacy is real. For more information about the Bringing Intimacy Back show, go to www.bringingintimacyback.com. Welcome back to Bringing Intimacy Back. And on our, our topic today is having, it's not having time for, for intimacy. And so today we have Tally Boots here, and she's been talking to us. And so Tally, um, in your work with couples, do you come across couples who are busy, whether they both work, mm-hmm. they have a couple of children, right. and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know, I don't have enough time. Or also the other part of not even just enough time is, I don't know what to do first. The kids mm-hmm. are wanting me. My husband's right. wanting me. My work is wanting me. Yeah. I just feel overwhelmed. Right. Yes. And I, that's a huge issue, right? That's right. what comes into sex therapy all the time. Okay. Like, how do we fit this in? Um, usually the person with the higher testosterone will forego a little bit of sleep. So it's the one with the less testosterone, sometimes, most of the time female, but that's not always the case. Um, so it's really important to think creatively, mm-hmm. right? Um, perhaps it's right when you get home. So you don't go to the kitchen and start making dinner, but you give something for the children to do, and you go upstairs and you're intimate right then. Right. While you have the energy, you're not full from dinner, your feet don't hurt from cooking at the stove or being mad at your boss all day, mm-hmm. but you're taking a moment right when you both get home. Right, and an intimacy can't even just be like taking a shower together. Oh my gosh. Right after, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. that be nice? Yes, it would be, Just yes. take a shower and talk about your day and wash each other. Right. And then maybe you could leave one partner in the shower 
have some self intimacy right. and then you know yeah definitely right yes yeah it's it's open it can be all sorts of things but just taking a moment to connect and maybe it's just taking a moment to go and sit in your room mm-hmm. and just cuddle in your bed right um so yeah i i i like to be creative like okay. that okay yeah what can when there's no intimacy or there's lack of intimacy what does that actually do to a relationship? We're going to do a lot of things, okay. right? Yeah. Usually when there's not intimacy, there's not a lot of communication about that. Mm-hmm. So the one person that feels like they're not getting enough intimacy might internalize that as my partner doesn't love me as mm. much, right? Right, because he's not touching me, he's not yeah. validating me, yes. Right, maybe he's working all the time, right. and I never see him put down that cell phone and just touch me. Right. Right? When was the last time you touched me? Or when was the last time he said I looked pretty when I dressed up? Mm-hmm. Or when was the last time she ignored the children and actually paid attention right. to what I needed? Um, so taking those moments to start to see your your partner like, oh man, I'm, I'm not paying attention to them. They're mm-hmm. not feeling validated in this relationship. You ask like, what, what do you do when there's kids and like what what's most important right and I don't really like to say one thing's more important like the kids are first or your partners first okay but it's important to think of the quality of the time mm -hmm. yes yeah exactly so obviously when kids are little they take up a lot of quantity Mm -hmm. they're they're everywhere and you have to pay attention to them so that they you know continue to live as as people but when you finally put them to bed you know, and I, that's why I love early bedtimes. You should be putting them to bed at like 7, 7.30 so that you have two hours or more with your partner right. where you can actually just be and communicate and be an adult and touch right. each other. Right, because if you don't have it, it just becomes a disconnect. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 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 Yeah, and, just, and so much disconnection can cause a lot of other issues in a marriage. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, yeah, so not just going that way and stuff, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what are other things in the sense of, um, one of the things you mentioned earlier was self-intimacy. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to our audience what self-intimacy is? Yeah, so self-intimacy is just a colorful way of saying masturbation. I am a firm believer that we need to educate our couples that we cannot be everything to each other sexually, that we need a self-sexual relationship also. Mm -hmm. Um, I find this a lot with couples. Sometimes they think their spouse should be the only outlet for their sexual energy. And that's that's just tricky. (laughs) That's just really hard to do. Right. Um, so to have that relationship by yourself for yourself to be touching yourself is very important. Mm -hmm. And I prescribe this for the high libido person and the low libido person. It's very important for the low libido person to start to explore their sexuality Mm -hmm. and sensuality. Right. Because if they don't know what feels good, then they can't tell their partner what feels good. Right. Yeah. So basically what you've been saying, um, especially in this last part, is being aware of your own body. Mm-hmm. And also, oh, yeah. yeah, and, and communicating mm-hmm. and having partners being aware of their own body and, and being aware of helping each other out. Mm-hmm. Definitely, mm-hmm. yes. Well, we're going to take a small break now, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about tips on increasing intimacy in a relationship. 
Um, so uh, relationships often have a high desire spouse and a lower desire spouse. Um, and so many relationships, um, there's a woman who feels like she may be broken because of, of her desire. Um, and so uh, sorting through through some of those things with uh, some communication, with some education uh, to help normalize what, what is realistic. Um, and so with um, a spouse who is presenting as a wife with a, the loaded hour spouse, um, you have uh, yeah, some, yeah. some thoughts that you would give uh, for the woman in that relationship. Of, of course I do. Um, so I think it's very important for both partners to understand the difference between female and male um, sexual anatomy. Men have a lot of testosterone. Yes. Women have very little testosterone. And testosterone is the main hormone that dictates uh, your arousal, right? So how many times you might be thinking about or wanting to have sex. Mm -hmm. And women have a whole lot less of that. So it's very important for your partner to understand that and for you to understand that, that you guys are very different, right? If you want somebody to be compatible with you, um, really you need like somebody with a lot of testosterone, right? And that's not always what you really want. <laughs> so understanding the difference um, is important. And then helping you kind of find your sensuality, mm. right? As men, they have testosterone, so they're feeling sexual all the time. But we are not always tapped into that kind of energy. Mm -hmm. So helping you explore what that means for you, mm -hmm. going back to maybe adolescence when you first started having first experiences of your sensuality and kind of growing from there, exploring a bunch of things, maybe taking a burlesque class, um, you know, just kind of exploring it for yourself. Erotica is always fun. And accepting your sexuality. Uh, so like Talia is saying, being able to brace your own sensuality, your own mm -hmm. sexiness, um, your soul sexiness. Um, and it doesn't have to be um, like your, your partners, like your, your husband's. Um, mm -hmm where his is going to be, be very different. And so giving him uh, some grace, some understanding, mm -hmm. um, maybe sending him into the counseling as well uh, so mm -hmm. he can uh, be better educated to know that you're not broken, um, right. that there's nothing wrong with you mm -hmm. uh, just because you express your sexuality in a way that's different than his. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be the message that we'll have for you both to be able to accept and celebrate who you are and learn how to enhance that. Mm -hmm. uh, so there may be times where you have to take more on uh, initiating uh, being more open, being more receptive, uh, but again, that will look very different than, than his. And so being able to celebrate who you are. Right. And sometimes as the low desire person, you might get kind of resentful towards your partner because they're always wanting, always asking, and you're like, no, 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 no. And they say, why can't you just say yes? Well, you just keep asking me. You never let me breathe. So to take a reset, and mm -hmm. maybe you become the one who initiates, and they have to take a step back. So you take all of that power, right? And But it's up to you to hold it up. So, you know, a little ro ro role reversal. Yeah, well, you can, can step into that. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, on your part, not feeling like you have to cave in to uh, his pressure, his demand. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have the freedom to, to say no. Mm -hmm. um, but where can you also say yes? Um, and so expanding the ways in which you're able to connect intimately. Um, mm -hmm. And so it may be in a different form other than intercourse, uh, but what can you say yes to? Uh, sometimes that helps to, to soften the nose. Mm -hmm.
Welcome back. This is the Bringing Intimacy Back show, and I'm the host, Dr. April. And today we've been talking about, right now, no time for intimacy. And right now, our guest right today is Tally Boots. And Tally, um, for those couples who are struggling with finding time for intimacy, mm-hmm. what are some tips that you can give them? Right. Um, a really simple tip that I like to give all of my clients is scheduling intimacy. Ooh. I know. I know. People say, oh my gosh, that's not spontaneous. No. That's not fun. I know. I, I hear that all the time. I, I get a couple different reactions, but that's most of the reaction I get. Like, no, it's not spontaneous. Right. I don't want to schedule it. We should just be able right. to. Right. It's going to be like a chore. <clears throat> right. Exactly. But I say, okay, so you're here. Right. So it hasn't worked yet. Right. Right? We aren't having intimacy time enough yet. <coughs> Excuse me. So I like to say to my couples, come up with an ideal time, okay. number of times you'd like to be intimate, right? So I usually ask one partner and I ask the other partner. One's more high, one's more low. And then we come to a common number that they're both okay with. Right. So say it's three. Mm-hmm. So we decide to put three intimacy times on the calendar. Mm. And so those all don't have to be intercourse. Right. So maybe you say two of those are intercourse. Or we're going to just leave it up to chance and we don't care how many is intercourse. Mm-hmm. Um, one can be essential massage. So scheduling it, putting it on your calendar, making sure it's not on those days that soccer practices and you know you're not going to be home till 9.30 at night and you still have to do dinner, that's not the night to put it on. Right. Right? So maybe two of the days are on the weekend (laughs) and perhaps in the middle of the day on the weekend. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be at night. We do not have to be intimate only at night. Right. Coming Um, out of our box, thinking of different time schedules. mm -hmm, Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a big one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's another suggestion? So another suggestion is something that in the sex therapy world we like to call sensate focus. Okay. And so a very simplistic way to think of this is it's four weeks, right? So the first week you are exploring each other's bodies, preferably naked. Okay. Um, But if that doesn't feel comfortable, perhaps leaving on a shirt. And so you take one partner at a time, you explore their body, you touch everything except for genitals. They touch together or one person at a time? One time, one person at a time, right? So it's like one person's getting treated. Right. Um, And then you switch partners. So no touching of genitals. Okay. And then I like to tell them to do this three times a week. Mm. Yeah, I know. Yes. So (laughs) week two, we do it again, three times a week, but now we are allowed to touch the genitals. Mm, Okay. And so it's really important during this process that you're using your five senses. Mm. So you're really feeling your partner. And you're talking. You're talking to your partner. You're listening. You're listening, yes. You're watching your partner's body. Are they getting goosebumps? Are they like nuzzling into a certain area that you're touching? Right. What does your partner smell like? Mm -hmm. What does your partner taste like? So really being present during these exercises. So that's week two, three times a week, each partner. Okay. Week three is now we get to touch each other's genitals and we get to have an orgasm. So it's all of the above, right? But still no penetration. Okay. I want you to do this three times, really starting to pay attention to what you're learning about each other. It's mm-hmm. kind of like taking it way back to the beginning again. Right, right, right. When it's yeah. just a lot of foreplay and petting. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Really feeling up that excitement. Yeah. And really paying attention to what your partner is asking for non-verbally most right. of the time. And then week four is you're allowed to add in penetration if you feel comfortable with that. So you're doing all of the above again with penetration. So. Right. So that's a great way of, especially mm-hmm. when um, a couple hasn't had sex in a long time. <clears throat> right. And so, yes, yeah. building back up that um, trust. Yeah. And sometimes as couples, and I see a lot of couples that didn't have sex before they were married. Okay. So they might not have had much experience at all, Mm -hmm. except for on their wedding night, they just knew they were supposed to have intercourse. Mm -hmm. And they never did any of the build up. So it's nice to break it down. And of course, I love to see clients like at each week. So we can talk about what worked in week one. What did you like? Taking those sessions after your after your intimacy exercise to talk to your partner, like, mm-hmm. I loved this. I didn't really care for this. And your partner getting to say the same thing to you to right. really understand what you like sexually. Right. Yeah. Right. And the great thing also is as couples come into counseling to talk about this, they also learn that it's okay to talk about it at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And having that communication intimacy, mm-hmm. which is key to everything. Right. Yeah, of right. what we like and what we dislike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and feeling warm and comfortable and accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I have this one couple right now who experiences, one of the client experiences a lot of anxiety during intimacy. Mm-hmm. So they have decided at the end of it to talk about what their biggest challenge was with their intimacy and what their biggest success was. Okay. Because the one who had a lot of anxiety kept dwelling on what didn't go right. Mm-hmm. So they could not, they went away with it thinking, oh, this was horrible. What? I failed at it. It went awful. But when they get to say what was challenging and then what was. was good about it, then they get to, and then hear it from their partner. Right. That builds up their confidence. Yeah. Like, yes. oh, you liked it when I did this? I yes. thought I totally failed at that. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's important to talk. It's hard to talk in the moment, but it's really important to talk afterwards. We call that aftercare, right? Okay, right, right. Mm-hmm. And learning how to, like you were just saying, basically validate mm-hmm. your partner. Other. Yes, right. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. We've been having a wonderful conversation of on course. this. And you provide some great insight and tools. Thanks. And so as my audience members are listening and they're wanting to know, Um, How can we get more information or maybe come for therapy? How Mm -hmm. can they find you, Tally? Yeah, you can find me online at www.sextherapyofatlanta.com. Okay, yes. Well, thank you, Tally, for being in the show. Thank you guys for listening. And goodbye.